Goodness is a form of intelligence and brilliance. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip hop heads discuss hip hop topics. On today's show, we'll first start off with a few RIPs before diving into our first topic, that being what rappers do we feel currently have the best hip hop fashion sense? We'll also discuss what rappers' fashion sense we emulated while growing up, what rappers we feel have the worst fashion sense, past and present. What hip-hop fashions do we still rock today? Then, we'll dive into the best hip-hop collaborations from MCs from the year 2022 so far and discuss which ones are the best and deserve to be nominated for best collaborations of the year. Then, for our face-off, we'll be putting the album No Question by Locksmith and Apollo Brown against Afro Polo by Afro and Marco Polo and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, Zach? Hey, there he is. What's happening? <laughs> Not too much, man. Not too much. What's good with you? Whew, we survived another day. Indeed, man. Indeed. Good, good to have my you. AK. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good day. <laughs> How, how's the family doing? Ah, oh, they making it. They making it. You know, dealing with two teenagers. One yeah. uh, thinks she grown. The other one thinks she grown. And little dude think he owns something but he's a toddler <laughs> right, right you can outthink him <laughs> right 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 uh, how's the fam on your side everybody good man everybody's good just you know dodging covid and monkeypox and whatever else is out there and ebola <clears throat> you know we finally had a day today that felt like fall um, oh it's a, little, it's a little chilly okay okay yeah, yeah, it was like in the 50s and raining and whatnot, so, which was cool, because it's, it's been like 85 degrees every day, and it's supposed to go back up to the mid-80s later on in the week, um, okay. so it was nice to get a little reprieve. It's like, I like the summer and everything, and hot days and all of that, but by the time I get get to like September, especially like post-Labor Day, I'm like, okay, you, you can hit me with the 50s and the 60s now, like, like I don't... <laughs> I don't like it to be, you know, 85 degrees on September 10th, you know, like. Oh, man, I guess I shouldn't even tell you where, where, where the temp got today. <laughs> but that's the desert. That's to be expected. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. in Chicago, man. It's like, it's yeah, Tuesday. man. Pick up miss, miss me. Miss me with the 80 degree days in September, man. It's like <laughs> kids are back in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, summer break is over. So. You know the days are getting shorter, so let's, there they are. Let's get some of this cool weather back up in here. It's like I'm, I'm dying out here, man. I'm dying. I, I heard that California got got a heat wave that's like setting records right now. Like it was 104 out there. Oh wow! Yeah, I heard. I heard they was going through something like that. So yeah, got a hurricane nearby. <laughs> oh word! Yeah, that's a hurricane. I Wait. think it's it's past now, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it probably would have hit the coast before it got to y'all, but 
Oh yeah, yeah. But we got a ton of rain yesterday. Power went out. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, we got four inches of rain. So you know what that'll do in the desert. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. Do y'all get flooding? Oh, oh, that's all it does out here. <laughs> Flash wow. flood galore. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Didn't yeah. Know that. <laughs> so out here, you got to be careful and watch the signs because that little dip, if it's like a six foot dip in the road, you know, that's nothing for hills in Chicago. But out here, six feet could be <laughs> a flash flood run through it. Like pick up your car and, and take it away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's something else. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm uh I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a couple of late, late stragglers or whatever. You know how that go. Oh, everybody for sure. on everybody on, on PC time. But real quick, man, I wanted to give a shout out. I meant to do this last week. I wanted to give a shout out, man, to um Well, before I get to the shout outs, let me take that back. Before I even get to the shout outs, I got some RIPs I wanted to get out, man. I don't know if you okay. heard, but jazz legend ramsey lewis passed away today at the age of 87 i did um, i did yep yeah he was a uh a, a chicago born you know jazz artist so you know he had definitely had deep roots here and um you know he's definitely he was a favorite of mine like i i was glad i i got a chance to see him perform when he was still alive about two years ago Mm. This was like a couple of months into the into the um, pandemic when people started doing like more vir- virtual shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he did a paid show live from his house uh, where he, you know, he did like an hour long concert. And uh, my wife wanted to see it because she's a fan of his, too, and never got a chance to see him live. So, you know, we we paid a little money and tuned in and he, man, he did his thing, man. He did his oh, thing. Right. He, he was uh, all over the place because he was he was supposed to play joints from a particular album we thought but he was just mm-hmm. all over the place he was just performing whatever he wanted but Damn. you know that's that's how it goes you know <laughs> when you yeah you a jazz legend but you know his his material has been sampled by plenty of hip-hop groups you know oh, for sure for sure souls hey. of mischief smith and wesson common e40 like everybody has sampled this dude so yeah r.i.p to him also and also RIP to uh the rapper PNB Rock. He was apparently shot and killed today during a robbery at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Los Angeles. And what? uh yeah, yeah, you I don't know if you heard about this. Maybe your kids might know this dude. I, I never really listened to him. You know, he was uh, the kind of younger. He was 30. He was 30, but he was kind of okay. like one of the younger cats, but Telling of the millennials, <laughs> right, right, you know, and like uh, he um, was was crazy about the story is that like moments before he got killed because at, at first I thought maybe they were robbing up the, the establishment, but no, right, they right. just were robbing him. Apparently, his girlfriend posted a live location tag on Instagram from the Waffle House. Oh. And somebody showed up, gun in hand, ready to rob this dude. So I don't even know if he was even successful in robbing him, but I know he shot and killed him. Man. And um, yeah, man, it's just it's just sad. <clears throat> that is sad. That's you senseless. Know? Yeah, yeah, and it just goes to show, man. Like, watch, watch who you share info with, too. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody don't need to know where you at. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
people don't understand that. You know, you get a little bit of fame and they think everything is roses and sunshine. That ain't, that ain't how it works. No, no. I mean, I understand part of it is like fan engagement all of that you want your fans to feel like you know you 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 communicating with them and all of that but not everybody out there means you good unfortunately yep. so you know you know r.i.p to him and also r.i.p to pat stay um he's a dude if you're not really tuned into the battle rap circuit you probably didn't hear about his death either he um unfortunately died at the age of i believe 30 he was 34 um but he was a battle rapper from canada who was uh who was stabbed to death man i did hear about that so he's yeah. still trying to find the guy i think right apparently they caught him today okay okay yeah apparently they caught him today but yeah crazy story it's like <laughs> this dude died from a stabbing like that's a bad way to go out but like he was a dude who, you know, I was I was honestly a fan of. Like, I watched quite a few of his battles. Um, you did know, he battle Eminem, I think? He did what? Didn't he battle him? No, but Eminem was kind of like sponsoring him at one point. Okay, okay. Um, you know, because I know Eminem it came out and with some with some R.I.P. messages. But he had um if you're into battle rap, you know, because yeah, I know some yeah. people kind of, you know don't really don't really mess with it he's got two battles with hollow to don that are like super entertaining to me like the, the first one it was like they did like a little one one round hitter quitter you know hollow kind of took it and then they did another battle where they both went three rounds and man dude it, it is a razor thin battle you know as far as who won but it was it was highly entertaining and um he also battled this other dude from Harlem named Head Ice. That was a great battle. Uh, his battle against Calico was dope. His battle against Tay Rock was dope. But he was a funny dude. He was a funny dude, you know. Um, okay, and, noted. I'm definitely gonna be checking him out. <laughs> yeah, check him out, man. Check check out that Hollow the Dom battle. Like, that's the that's the battle to watch, man. Like that that one was highly entertaining, but. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, man, it was a bunch of folks, man. Yeah. Ramsey Lewis, man. That's 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 Chicago WNUA right there, man. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to Ramsey Lewis, PNB Rock, and Pat State, man. His his I remember his famous tag tagline. Pat's a legend, like map directions. I thought you always think that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, also, also shout out to Rick Ross, man. I was on a, um, I was on a Zoom call for work uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was for it was for that which I sell. And as you know, he's he's the pitch man for it, and you know a minority owner. And he was in on the call. He was in on the Zoom call. Wow. Uh, you know what what our what our sales force and uh he was on that clowning man and rick ross is a pretty funny dude man i gotta say <laughs> i think a, a rapper has to be like interchangeable between being a comedian and, and a rapper because they're lyricists you know that so they i think they you have to be able to take take jokes and and, and dish it right back out <laughs> yeah and he's a funny dude man like i, I was i was I was honestly, you know, taken back at how personable he was, but really? yeah, man, shout, okay. shout, 
Shout out to Rick Ross. I, I, I take back all those unkind things I said about you. <laughs> <laughs> See that? Rick might be listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and lastly, shout out to uh, I meant to do this last week too. Shout out to the Wu Tang Clan, Nas and Busted Rhymes. They came through. They shut it down um, at the Hollywood Casino Theater, man, for the nice. New York State of Mind tour. Um, I got a chance to go with Jason and uh, his twenty-year-old cousin Dorian. Man, shout out to her, man. She was one of the coolest twenty-year-olds I've ever kicked it with. You know okay okay also and, uh, okay i got you you know uh yeah she she was she was with it man she was with it but man busting rhymes is a is a consummate showman man like we didn't even know he was gonna be there they just brought him out you know in the middle of the show him a split <laughs> star and they just like just went right into the set second track they did was scenario and then they <sighs> did a little tribute to five dog from tribe and it was man dude it was it was dope. You would have loved it, man. You would have loved it. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Tang came out with the with the. They all had on like they did like a Chicago tribute, the tribute to Chicago, where they all had on like red and black, and like Raekwon came out with the with the full velour red and black Bulls suit and the Bulls cap, and you know RZA had on the red and black. Young Young Dirty Bastard, uh, he performed all the ODB's parts. And, Really? He was wilding out, jumping all in the crowd and whatnot. It was it, it was dope, man. It was dope. You know, Nas came out, you know, he did his thing. But yeah, they was all wearing red and black. The only one, the only one who wasn't, I think was like Master Killer. He had on like an all black suit with the with the black bucket hat and he had the white beard going. It was dope, man. <laughs> Master Killer. <laughs> it was dope. It was like I had died and went to heaven, Zach. It was it was nothing but Dad bods, bucket hats, and Timberland boots. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sounded like I was there. Yo, what's good, Vince? Yo, what's, what's good, good, dude? Zach, what's good, man? Ian, what's up? Not much, man. Hey, turn your mic up a little bit, Vince, on your end, if you can. Okay. All right. Vince been making bricks without straw, like me. <laughs> <laughs> we good now? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of an echo, but you, I, I think you're good. Get the home affairs in order. Uh, not a problem. Just got back in. <laughs> got back in. We had had a little early dinner with the, with my parents that came in town. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, they still out there? Yeah. Oh, they came oh, through. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Vince, man, did you did you hear about the news about past day? Yes. Yeah. Um, it. It is this eerie, man, because he's too young. I know he was only thirty-four. He's too young, but I guess you know some of that battle rap stuff. It actually does trickle down or bleed into people's actual lives. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was a battle rap thing that made it happen, but you know, as far as like some of the things they talk about in their life, like I guess it is a a small picture window into what they have going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you think know, something just, actually happened behind that? No, I don't. But I mean, like, you know, you know, people talking about the stuff they do. Like, you know, certain energies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, you come from certain, you know, surroundings, you know, sometimes certain stuff is hard to get away from. That element, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
but he was top five uh, uh, king of the dot. Top five king of the dot. I think he was top three uh, as far as that league goes. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Top three. I just. I would give it to him. I would give it to Disaster, and I would give it to um, shoot who else? <clears throat> him, Disaster, and probably man, like. They're the only two from that league that really sticks out to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one more, but I can't think his name. Um, yeah, I can't think his name. But yeah, man. But if you have not, man, check out check out the battles that I mentioned, you know, uh, uh, earlier yeah, on this most show. Most Most And uh, yeah, dude, dude has skills, man. Dude has skills. But <clears throat> let's get into this show, man. We got a, I got at least one more person I'm waiting on. Or maybe two, actually. Maybe two. But let me go back to the syllabus because I didn't forgot what I was about to bring up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z's God Did verse on uh, DJ Khaled's God Did album. Um, or God Did It. Is did, did I get that right? Yeah, I think it was God Did It. Mm-hmm. God Did It. And then the track is God Did featuring rick ross lil wayne and um and jay-z i didn't want to spend too much time on this but a lot of people are saying that this verse from jay-z which is about four minutes long is his best verse ever do do y'all agree or disagree with that statement i will say that they just haven't heard his like they just haven't heard his greatest verse ever if they saying that is yeah, I, I feel it's borderline disrespectful to say that's his best verse ever. Like, it's it's like, are y'all new to Jay Z or something? Or <laughs> you yeah, know? I'm like, have you not heard any song on any of his albums? <laughs> you know, I think because it was long, people are just not used to getting long verses, so they would just. Now, don't get me wrong; it was a good verse. It, it, it was it was definitely filled with double entendres and triple entendres but there were moments throughout the four minutes where my mind kind of wandered you know and then he would say something to kind of catch me or pull me back in but yeah i just feel it's kind of people either they're they're new to jay-z they're new to the jay-z party or they just haven't heard a lot of them and they want to be a prisoner at a moment or they want to have a hot take like 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 man i jay-z just dropped the best verse of his career and I, i heard it you know, I, I think that's what it is. Cause it's like, to me, it wasn't even as good as either of his verses on the evils. Yeah. yeah. You know what, man? This world we live in now, it's a bunch of, you know, I remember growing up, it was always that one dude that just said whatever he felt. <laughs> yeah. even, if it, even if it contradicted what he said last week, it's just about what he feels. Yep. Um, we got like, there's like, Half the population does that now. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it, I don't know if it's to get, uh, like, to be the first person to say something, or you know, like, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a lot of people that just say a lot of hyperbolic statements, and then they say it emphatically, like, like it's a fact. And it's like, come on now. It's I think it's it's a lot of folks do that because they, this is that generation I call the participation trophy generation, and yeah. they're used to getting that that trophy like they actually what they're what they think is significant when it really ain't. <laughs> exactly. 
like it, it's so there's far more far more significant songs that have far greater impact than jc and spit than this <laughs> oh, yeah. indeed indeed far um, more you know again i get it it was a good verse but you know that's his career i i just don't agree with that but you know i wanted to throw that question out to y'all just to see yeah like it, it, Go ahead. basically something like the most parlor tricks i, I might i might want to give it to him but like that was not his best ever not at all not at all i mean you story of oj what i mean come on <laughs> significance nah yeah yeah uh so ghetto a million and one questions it's like so i lost one I lost his one. Verse, yeah, yeah. The verse mm-hmm. about Beyonce was just amazing with the she and the her and like you know like that. Oh, they, oh, like you said, the lost one. Like I heard niggas saying they made hoe, made hoe say, okay, so make another hoe. Make another like, hoe. That was dope. But the whole that whole thing he went down with, you know, like summarizing Beyonce and his relationship up to that point, you know, like the way he did the he and her and she and you know, the way he did that was amazing. And like that can't even be uh, understated, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, people need to do their homework, man. Like, <laughs> Jay been putting in work for years, so. Yeah, it's a bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, gotta, 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 gotta recognize the skill, you know? <laughs> Let's. Uh, that verse he did with Jazz Older. <laughs> you said what? It is better than that that rapidy rap verse he did with Jazz O. Oh, that was that was rookie Jay Z. That was that was, <laughs> was fresh out the box Jay Z right there. Like you could you could barely even count that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But let's let's move right along, man. I wanted to do a mailbag question, which kind of devolves into other questions that I wanted to ask uh, the crew regarding you know hip hop and fashion and everything um as you know like you know hip hop fashion when it when it first started out it was still very much influenced by disco you know and um you know when groups like you know Melly Mel and the, the Furious 5 and cast like that Africa Mbata when they were when they first hit the scene you know it was a lot very costuming you know because back then if you wanted to be seen on stage, you have to wear something that was going to attract attention to you and make you easily able to be pointed out by the audience. Like, oh, they, so there were, you know, a lot of hairdressers, a lot of Viking helmets, stuff like that. But as rap progressed throughout the 80s and whatnot, <clears throat> you know, artists like Run DMC, Kumo D, they began to rock more practical, utilitarian, you know, fashions <laughs> that people actually wore in the streets, you know, namely, you know, drug dealers with the Adidas tracksuits and the Pumas and the Kangos and the and the gold chains. And then, you know, over time, hip hop fashion began to evolve more and, and become more diverse. So um, till we got what we got today, basically. So I wanted to ask y'all and we're going to reach back in the past, too. But I first wanted to ask you all what rappers currently, currently to you have the best fashion sense? If any, Gar- garbage bags aside, I will say Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say yay. 
Um, just because of well, you know what? I'm not even gonna say ASAP. ASAP Rocky. I don't like what he does. I don't like what he does. But I mean, I guess he he's big in like international fashion. But as far as like the urban scene, Commons. I love Commons dress down because you know Chicago dude. I saw dudes like that growing up. Um, and Chicago has numerous styles to to uh, pick from. But if, of course that. If you don't mention Wu Tang, I don't know. Well, you said the, you said more current guys, so I got to stick with them. Yeah, the current oh, crop. We yeah, we we gonna reach no, back to no, the past. Ain't no current. Ain't no current. <laughs> I me, think. I mean, like, I, I gotta. I, I know you mentioned Kanye. Like, I I I don't currently and never have really found his particular style. Like one to mimic it's like even even when he first came out and he had the polo and the and the backpacks and all of that like that look to me was already like five or six years old so that's that's true you know i was talking about the him being a leader in actual fashion you know he's changed he's he's the only person that has a shoe as desirable as jordan and that that is an achievement because even LeBron James don't nobody buy LeBron James and Steph Curry shoes for fashion <laughs> I can't even tell you what they look like bro yeah especially them Currys man them boys yeah, get them boys out of here you, know? <laughs> you wouldn't catch nobody wearing no under armors for fashion you know <laughs> Uh, you you wear you wear those to the gym to support your falling arches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like that, you know, like that's you got to put him up as number one as far as current because he's he he's moved the needle for fashion. I, I, I agree, he's moved the needle. I I just don't admire his his particular style personally. Like I've never seen Kanye. Ever and I'm I'm talking the current iteration and the past iteration. I've never seen Kanye walk out in an outfit that made me go, "Yeah, I will wear that," or or make me go, or make me go, "Man, I need to go out and buy something that looks kind of like that." Because especially early Kanye, like he was already wearing stuff that looked like stuff I I was already rocking, and like. He always looked a little odd in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he always looked he a little awkward in it. But yeah. like, I know what you mean. But for me myself, if if I had to go with current cats, you know, as far as fashion, there's only really three that stand out to me, and I really wish we had Reggie on for this this show. Um, yeah, because I know he this is this is kind of like his lane. But the three cats who stand out to me, Mac Hami. I love his style with the with the blazer and the trench coat with the with the Haiti flag wrapped around his face and in the broad brim, uh, you know, uh, top hat, you know, very. uh, It just it's a very mysterious, but like dignified look. And what's what makes it even doper is that nobody knows what what this dude's face looks like because he always has a Haiti flag wrapped around his, his face. And and then he's got the whole like even with the hats, man. Like I don't know if y'all familiar with the um with the dictator Papa Doc who used to rule over Haiti back in like the sixties and seventies. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of 
it feels like he's invoking some like Papa Doc vibes. Okay. You know, with the way he dresses. I think the way he dresses is ill. And then even when he don't got the top hat, he might be wearing the bucket hat, you know, with the Haiti flag still wrapped around him. And then he's got the, he's got on like a nice, you know, solid color blazer or like a trench coat. I think that look is so dope. Not one I can mimic, but you know, <laughs> um, you know that I think his, his style is dope. I also like ASAP Ferg style. It's like it's like an updated version of like stuff we we used to wear in the nineties. You know, you know, very Harlem mask, very East Coast. You know, very nineties ish. Um, I think ASAP Ferg got got dope style. You know, dope fashion and then lastly like you might laugh but tyler man tyler the creator <laughs> i'm like you gonna have me start looking <laughs> with this I, get I get it i get it now now i'm not saying i could get away with wearing what he wears but i think for him and his personality i think it fits i i, I like the fact that he dips into vintage fashions i like the fact that you know he experiments with accessories and whatnot and it feels pretty natural to him and what he seems to be about like you know he's one of the only dudes only rappers i know with painted fingernails that like can make him look dope you know what i mean like <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying because like it it fits him like it, it like he's really just it looks right on him Cause he, he I, mean, I don't even know what you would call that. Cause some, he looks like a suburban bum. A suburban bum. But he be clean though. He be clean. I right, do be clean, but you know he got the, he got the the, uh, you know he had a hat on the um, I can't even think of the name of the hat. The, uh, man, I've been in Arizona too long. So I don't even got them hats no more. Oh, like uh, you talking about the winter hats with the flaps? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a jacket on, you know, the uh you know, he had a blazer on. Like I say like a suburban bum, man. That's that that's when I had with the flaps. Found it. <laughs> so he looks like my father in law. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with uh, the shorts, huh? <laughs> with the shorts. <laughs> do you do you all think Nipsey Hustle would, would fit in that category? Or is it more like he just had you know he was into fashion but he might not have necessarily like what he wore himself would have been mm, like, i didn't like, think about nipsey thing. like like his style was very like street oriented you know like and very uh what's the word just common like every day and i, I don't mean that in a bad way but mm-hmm. like he dressed like people in the street dress yeah you know but it was very clean it was very you know put together like mm-hmm. like kind of a la run dmc back in the day like mm-hmm. you know i i remember watching this interview with lord jamar um y'all quite sure y'all quite familiar with lord jamar um <laughs> and his opinions <laughs> and he was saying that like the first hip-hop show he went to he went to go see you know grandmaster flash melly mail you know furious five and all them cats and he had only heard them on record so he had no idea how they looked when they performed and he was like man they come out in like spandex suits and indian hairdressers like kind of looking like the village people spiked wrists wristbands and whatnot (laughs) and he was like man i don't know if i can rock with these dudes i love their music but i ain't never gonna dress like that 
you know and like you know that was funny style back then so like when run dmc kumo d and others um even Curtis Blow to a certain extent came along and they actually dressed more like people in the streets and in the community and in the culture actually dressed, you know, that was a little bit more, you know, rockable. And I, I compare that to Nipsey Hussle too, because if you look at the stuff he would wear, it wasn't, except when he was like on a red carpet or something, like it wasn't stuff that was gonna cost you regret. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Unless you bought it from his store. His clothes. Right, right. But even his store, it wasn't that expensive, was it? Man, he had some t-shirts in them, but it was two fifty, three fifty. Yeesh. Yeesh. Oh man. But you know, like, I get it though. Cause you go get a Ferragamo t-shirt for four hundred bucks. Why can't you buy one of his for two fifty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. It's about who you who do you really want to support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In the in the past, were there any rappers whose fashion you tried to emulate? Uh, don't laugh, but <laughs> Chris Cross and uh, <laughs> and uh, Chris Cross. Even though I didn't necessarily, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't wear my my pants backwards like that but like just the the bigger shirts <laughs> bigger pants you know because growing up when when that was coming out and you was growing up that was the thing in chicago man yeah it was i remember that Chris, the crisscross joints the uh the uh cross colors and the ewings like, <laughs> that was a small movement indeed uh, but, of, indeed. but of course of course Run DMC, but then again, it wasn't just Run DMC, man. It was all of them at that time. LL, they had the same thing going on. Yeah, they all kind of dressed similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some people just did decided to use Puma instead of Adidas, or you know what I'm saying? Like the B Boys, they they dressed in Puma too, but like, yeah, I think it was like more like more like the gangster guys or the drug dealers. They were they had the Adidas. If I'm not mistaken, I could be. Um, but you know, LL wore that. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane had that stuff too. Like this, that was just like the thing. That was the the look back then. So you know, you see a you see a number of, of rappers doing it at the same time. Like you you want to look like that. Um, you know, and then Shell Toes is iconic, man. They made it iconic. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, Zach, I don't remember you trying to emulate no no hip hop styles that much back in the day. Um, nah, I was it was it, it was if it was comfy, I was me. You know, that's why I kind of vibe, you know, kind of gravitated towards like bone, you know, Wu Tang, if it's baggy and comfortable, that was me, you know, size 36. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 36, what was it 36, 34 long? <laughs> Get them jeans, you know. <laughs> yes, sir, you know, and the biggest white tee I could I could I could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't until like yeah mid 90s where i actually started like consciously trying to dress like rappers and like it was you know i, I was kind of at the mercy of what my parents were buying me so like yep. you know i like man bro we stayed in marshall's bro we stayed in marshall's oh man 
Nice. Got the marshals. Nah, wasn't nice for what I wanted to rock. Uh-huh. You know what? You could come up on some stuff in marshals here and there, like because they used yeah. to they, they used to sell Tommy. They used to sell. You could find some Nautica in there. You could find yeah. some Polo. But like, uh, it was. I, I wasn't I wasn't even like on the same wavelength where I knew this stuff was fashionable in other circles. Mm-hmm. So I would just wear it, you know what I mean? Cause it was all I could wear. But then I started to find out that like, oh, like this is an actual look that like, people can go for, like the kind of preppy look, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I kind of tried to lean more heavily into that. But then when I started making my own money, you know, and could buy my own clothes, that's when I started dressing more like, you know. I leaned very heavy into that that Wu Tang Clan slash B Boy look, you know, a lot of Triple Five Soul, a lot of LRG, a lot of Echo. I dressed I dressed like a nigga who was trying to get signed to Rockets Records, basically. <laughs> yeah, I was heavy with Echo too. Full you know, LL, the cowrie shell necklace, um, you know, but I, I would rock some original stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. at great risk. You know, <laughs> you know, Isaac, you was around when I used to wear the Chinese gi. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that was that was that was a dope piece. You know, the ladies mm-hmm. love that. Um, but, but, but I can see, yeah, that's that is. I, that's what I'm saying. I remember the days. Yep, yep. That is definitely you. <laughs> oh, it was a that was definitely a conversation piece. You walk up in a party wearing one of them. Please. I need to get me one now. Now that you said, I need to make that make sense for me. You yeah, get that? I'm gonna take pictures. <laughs> hey, I, hey, you know me, man. I, I'll go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, but the one rapper slash true I did outside of Wu Tang that I did consciously try to dress like was Thurston How the Third and the whole Low Lives movement. You know, I had bought a. Uh, a CD that came with like a DVD and on the DVD it was a Thurston House CD and it came with like a DVD and on the DVD was a documentary this was back when they used to still do like you know enhanced CD packages and whatnot Mm -hmm. when you bought the physical disc and it was a documentary about the low lives gang in New York City in Brooklyn in the 80s and 90s and how they would just ransack macy's and uh, all these other like high-end apartment stores and they would just go in there 20 30 deep and just steal all the polo they could you know (laughs) and just you know and just dash out the store and like over the years man they stole millions millions of dollars worth of polo and they would have these contests every year on who could put together the illest polo fit and like I remember watching this documentary and it like it like flipped my mind, man. Like I was like, yo, I wanna be like these cats. And I it, it threw me into a bit of a polo phase, you know, where I'm like, man, I'm gonna wear a polo hat, polo shirt, polo jeans, <laughs> you know, uh polo socks. That was uh yeah, man, that was that was that was ill to me, man. That was ill to me. And then like, you know, when I was getting into Wu Tang, like my brother put me on to this army surplus spot in um in indiana it's still there in fact and we man we went over there one time and like just racked up on like fatigue pants fatigue vests the hats they had the like the pullover net mask joints that you could wear and um <laughs> you know like wu-tang used to wear uh-huh. in their videos. 
And man, I used to buy stuff like that, man. Pair it with some Timberlands, and I'd, I'd be ready to go, man. <laughs> oh yeah, the Tim. I was in the Tim phase too, man. Tim. Only weak Tims. Only weak yep. Tims. I didn't mess with no black Timberlands. I didn't mess with no maroon Timberlands. It was only the weak joints. <laughs> see, that's see, that's that wasn't me. I was all about colors, man. My favorite color is orange, and then the next one is yellow. Oh and, wow. And, yeah, and I did that. Like, ask anybody that went to Morgan Park from '96 to 2000. I had my, I had orange Tims. I had green Tims. I had, uh, man, I had all types. He was I, out there in a Supersonics jersey. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I mean, I just love color, so it's like, you know, I figure out a way to put it together. But I had some all orange Air Force Ones in, in high school, like before, before everybody was wearing all of these colors now where it's like cool because everybody's doing it mm-hmm. i was i was doing it before like i was doing it where people would want to laugh at it but you know i was just being me so it was like eventually it, it just it was like oh only you can pull that off because you that's just like they 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 know me to be like that mm-hmm. right right i got some and then too you was a you was a, right now you was you was a tall, smooth, dark skinned nigga too. So, you know what I'm saying. I put I put something like that on. I put on some orange tims. They gonna laugh at me. Like, hey, nigga, if you don't take the orange timberlands off, but like somebody like you could probably pull that off. I had Snatch them on, like the army fatigues and whatnot, so people could kind of take me a little more serious. But yeah, you could get away with that. Had them fatigues be militant. <laughs> Yo, Vince, did you rock the um? Did you ever rock the Mitchell and Ness jerseys, the 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 retro jerseys they used to wear back in the like the late nineties, early two thousands? Like that, they really got popular from by Big Boy from Outkast. Yeah. But did um, you ever used to rock those? No, I wanted to, but man, it was costing too much. So we were wearing those. We were wearing those Fubu jerseys, you know, represent your side, the South Side or the. Oh you know, uh, yeah. We were rocking those. And you know I had to rock the, I rocked the South Side one because it had that navy blue and that orange in it, so I could wear my orange Tims with it. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I never had a Mitchell and Ness. Man, they once they once they took off, man, they started costing too much. Man, that was just was man. Well, man. I think they always cost that that much. I, know. I heard they were never cheap, like because they they used to do the retro. They used to run the retro. To, uh, jerseys and well, I like the powder blue Phillies jerseys or the yeah. Um, what else they used to do? Like they used to do like the bright orange White Sox jerseys. Like like it yeah. was they had a lot of stuff and and a lot of people don't remember this, but before Jay Z and everybody in the Rock was wearing them, Big Boy from Outkast was wearing them. Yeah, because that's who I first picked up on it from. It mm. was him. And like I remember when Outkast clothing brand first came out. You you remember this? Yeah, I remember Outkast. It, it had the, the the logo was like an O with wings. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like that was such a missed opportunity, bro. Like I'm like, oh man, Outkast got their own clothing line coming up. And in my mind, I'm thinking they're gonna start turn out outfits like you would see like Andre 3000 wearing. You know, mm. like. With, with the crazy shoulder pads and the and the the fluffy pants and the uh you know the real eclectic looking shirts but it was just they just ended up selling just plain looking t-shirts and jeans and I was like man this is a missed opportunity like I I felt like hip hop was ready for something like that mm. 
it's a bunch of missed opportunities though. Like remember T.I. had a, a clothing brand that was actually a cool concept. Like, well, you know, the acronym of the of his name, brand. You guys remember it? I, I vaguely I don't remember the name of it. I vaguely remember it. I, I remember Nelly had vocal. And yeah. I, yep. What was what was TI's? It was Aku. Aku, that's what it was. A-K-O-O. A king of oneself. Okay, okay. Like I thought that was dope, but it's just like his uh his designs I just couldn't get with. Yeah, that was my issue with the outcast clothes. I'm like, man, y'all gotta y'all can really take this in some like new directions here, but like nah, we just gonna print t-shirts, you know? <laughs> with, with the O on it, yeah. you know. I'm like, man, this y'all could y'all could have took this and freaked it a whole nother way, man. But yeah, yeah. Well, are there any rappers when you look back who in your opinion, you know, past or present, um, in your opinion, who had the worst fashion? Uh, Humpty Dump. Oh, that's sacrilege. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I mean, it was a gimmick, so I guess that doesn't count. But I will definitely say Hammer Pants, MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah, that goes without that goes without saying. Goes yeah, she was from Cali because they was doing it big in California when uh when he was. Man, it was everybody was wearing them back in Cali, from what I understand. It was like a, it was a thing. Well, I mean, as long as it ain't, as long as you can fit, it ain't. It don't look like your pants been painted on. I think that is that was my thing, especially with these rappers now. Is if it start if your name started with a little, <laughs> it, it, it's like you, whatever you gotta. You, if you gotta put on your jeans like like a female. Then that your pants are too tight. Oh, you talking about the hop, you gotta hop into them? Hey, you gotta hop, hop into them. Like, like you gotta jump off a ladder into your jeans. That's not gonna work. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Hey, you guys ever had a G Unit A shirts? Nah, G, G Unit wasn't my thing, man. I was I all I on a whole did. nother <laughs> wavelength. Went by the time G Unit came out. <laughs> I was wearing, in fact, I was probably wearing the Chinese geese when G Unit came out. I believe so. Dude, I, I am seriously going to find a short sleeve geese. No, get the long sleeve one. Get the long sleeve joint. Nah, I got to I gotta freak it my own little special way, though. Okay, yeah, you can find those. You can find those, too. I got to figure it out. But the long sleeve ones, they're, they're a little bit more uh, versatile. You could wear them, you know, around the house. You can wear them going out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did. I'm gonna talk to you off, off, off show. Okay. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, you might hate me for this, Vince, but like the 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 rapper I felt had like one of some of the worst fashion. Fabulous. Oh no, I don't hate you for that. Nah, not at all. That was I part thought... of the reason Fabulous didn't, in my opinion, because Fabulous he checks all the boxes as an MC, but. He just never made it the where where he I know he would want to be at. Yeah, it's man. Like, the the, the oversized the oversized fitteds with the bandana wrapped around the fitted, and the bandana <laughs> would have rhinestones on it. I'm just like, man, bro, you doing too much, man. <laughs> doing too much. And then he got got the big baggy Averex jacket, 
the do-rag under that big hat. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. You're doing too much. You, every picture of him, to me, smelt like Burlington Coal Factory, man. <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow. I can't get with this dude. His fashion's too whack. Like, he couldn't have anything of importance to say to me. <laughs> like, and, and another cat, you know, and it, it wasn't so much I found his style that whack because I didn't have much to compare it to, but he was the first rapper to make me feel old. Soldier Boy. Oh. Yeah. I was just about to mention him, man. You see them shorts that were so long, they look like small, like, uh, the, the, the shorts were so big and long, they looked like he was wearing pants from somebody that was shorter than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like those, can you even really call those shorts? But like, man, the shirts were so big, the shirts and so pants big. were so big, man, like. Yeah, the shirt, he had that, that, that white tee where it's like, if he like put his shoulders, like, you know, made himself smaller he would fall through the neck collar he was so skinny you know <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy man like if you put his show if he put his hands to the sides the shirt would just fall right off the big shirt he had on oh, man. It man. Was crazy i do remember that see those extremes the, 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 the rubber band jewelry and whatnot i'm like i'm like all right i'm, a, I'm officially old now because like i i can't get with none of this like this is this is anathema to me but uh but yeah, yeah. like the whole white teeth thing you know with the whole uh atl white tea movement that they was doing with the, the little dance and stuff it's like man y'all know good and well y'all but even with that i could give it a pass because it's like okay yeah it's it's a white tea it's clean you ain't marrying yourself to no no brand name you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's true. That's true. I give you that. It was a every. It was a every man's uh, dress. You could you could just come out in your white tee. Right. So I could defend the white tee craze a little bit, but the the man. Yeah, I take that. That stuff. Soldier Boy was rocking. I was like, man, yo, this is what the kids is doing, man. And consider me old, man. I'm like, I, yep. I can't even. Can't even can't even rock with this. Is there are there any hip hop styles or hip hop fashions you still rock to this day? Yeah, Common and most deaf. <laughs> I got an Adidas jumpsuit in the in the crib right now in the closet right now. Mm. And I'm about to buy a bucket hat. Oh, a bucket hat? <laughs> I, I can I can holler, holler at your boy about the bucket hats. <laughs> oh, you, got, you got some? You you know you know a joint. A I know, I know, I know a few joints. I know a few joints. I'm gonna holler at you, man, for sure. Cause, I, man, I love the bucket hat. It's yeah, something yeah, so yeah. hip hop about it. Like you, I think every hip hop artist has to have a bucket hat. It's just, it's just, it would be wrong not to. If you over a certain age, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you over a certain age, <laughs> like yeah, I still yeah, rock right. the bucket hats. I still, of course, rock Timberlands. I, be honest, man, I, I still sag. Like my 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 style has grown more normcore. Cause I'm a father and a well, nine to fiver and a husband and all of that and family man. So, you know, I don't I don't have a whole lot of opportunities to just step out the house dipped. But like, you know, accessory wise, I still you know I still try to do my thing and you know. Trust, I know what you're talking about, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. My pants don't fall on my waist where they're supposed to either. But they don't they don't sag sag. But you know, I still got to do that little belt lift thing when I'm getting up out my seat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 
That's just what happened. That's just what it is. Yeah. Y'all get no. I was. Oh, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. I said y'all get no. <laughs> Us. Okay. <laughs> I was looking online for a Wu Wear jacket with the one of the OSC if they had any of those vintage Wu Wear jackets. And they had them, man. Man, bro, they were like $1,300. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, like $1,300, man. I'm like, man, I want I one of them. I still got a Davucci sweater in the closet, too. Yeah. Word? I said it. Yeah, the front is all leather. And then what? The, sleeves and the sleeves in the back, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the, just woven cotton okay like knitted cotton it's dope in its own right but i, I ain't never I'm you don't wear it every day and nothing like that if, if it was like a 90s party in the winter time in chicago i'm definitely wearing it. wow wow <laughs> the davucci joints man but yeah man as a joke can i say the all-time worst choice of hip-hop fashion oh go ahead uh-oh. When young Jock, when young Jock got that perm in his hair, <laughs> I think hip hop disowned him at that point. <laughs> that man looked like us. He looked like his name was Susan. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I just gonna sound sacrilege too, man. You know who I, I think did not have good fashion back in the day? Tupac. Really. Well, Tupac never looked like he was dressing himself. He always looked like he was trying to look like something as opposed to just be something. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never, Tupac to me never ever officially looked comfortable in his skin. Like, you know, like comfortable with himself. You know, people could disagree, but like his body language always seemed like he just never knew if he fit in all the way. Yeah, like I have more of an issue with the leather joints that he used to wear that used to look like, uh, what do you call it, uh, that the women put around their waist. The Malia uh, jackets? The Malia uh, jackets? No, not the jackets. The little, it was like a... Like a little vest? Like what you say, Zach? It was like a little vest? Yeah, like a vest, but it was like, it, it, it went all the way around and then it had like two straps that came over the shoulders. Hmm. You, you know you know what I'm talking about? It was like black. He would used to rock it. It was like black leather. It looked like a boussier almost. Like, is that the correct term? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes people start, they try trends and it just don't take off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. But we have to move on. We have to move on. <laughs> collaborations. Hip-hop collaborations, man. Um, you know, when uh, one MC invites another MC or more onto a track, and I'm always fascinated with hip hop collaborations. I've always been fascinated with seeing two rappers with two different styles or more get on the same track together and make something work, um, especially when you don't really see it coming. You know what I mean? Like, like I expect a Conway album to have a guest verse from West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher and, you know, cats of that sort. But you don't necessarily expect a T.I. collaboration, you know. And a lot of times, you know, they, they come out of nowhere, but they do work. And one of the things I do every year on the show, of course, 
uh, and this year, you know, if we make it through, <laughs> this will be the fifth year in a row where we do this. And I, I do an award show, and I um, I have the, the the audience and listeners vote on a ballot for you know who they feel should win best album, best single, best lyricist, best producer, yada yada yada. And the one that I always have issue with, or that the listeners seem to have issue with is collaborations because there are so many good collaborations that might come out within a given year and this year so far i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve collaborations on the nominees list and i wanted to try to narrow those 12 down to seven and i wanted to go through these tracks one by one with you guys and you know hopefully you've heard them but mm-hmm. kind of start xing off some tracks and determine which tracks stay and which tracks go on well, when it comes to my superlative list for 2022 and best collaborations when we you know finally vote at the end of the year so you guys follow mm-hmm. yeah. okay okay all right so let's let's get right into it man and again you know, if you want to put a track on the back burner, just say that and we'll, we'll revisit it and, and debate it later. And, you know, um, yeah, just let me know why you think this track should stay or go. The first track that was nominated was The Game and Kanye West, Easy. Should it stay or go as far as dope collabs or best collabs of 2022? I, I, we, we, we narrowing it down all the way to one, right? No, no, we we're gonna narrow it down to seven. We got we're starting off with twelve, and I want to narrow it down to seven because I, I think it make people vote out of on twelve yeah. nominees is just too much. Well, since mm-hmm. it's the first one, I, I, can we can we put it in a uh, maybe pile for now? Sure, sure. Agreed, agreed. Because it's like like I want to say no, but I look at it like that was a dope song, man. <laughs> like, you know what? I, I thought it was okay when it first came out. I but and but I expect I honestly did expect the the, the, the song to have more staying power. It, it came out in like January, first of all. So like by the time the summer rolled around, nobody even really remembered it or was talking about this track anymore. To me, I mean, I know y'all say put it on the back burner. I'm voting to take it off because it just. It became a time capsule for what Kanye was going through at the time with his issues with Pete Davidson. And I just, I don't know. It didn't seem to resonate with the culture to me that much. Like, like, like you would have expected it to. Yeah, it was, it was cringe. I know that. <laughs> it was, it was decent. I, 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 it was decent enough to me to, to say, keep it, but I, I don't know. All right. Well, we, maybe when you hear some of these other tracks, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it still stays. Right, All right. right. Vinny the Butcher and J. Cole, Johnny P's caddy. Definitely. <laughs> this definitely. definitely stays, in my opinion. Yeah. The verse. Yeah, the both verses. Too. You had mm-hmm. a stellar verse from Cole, a stellar verse from Vinny, a even st- more stellar instrumental. Two MCs just flexing on us, you know, reminding us of why they're great. Like, and it came out in January, and it's still, it's still one of the best. It's still one of the best songs I've heard this year. Yeah. yeah. So I, I visited 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it stays. I'm gonna say Johnny P's caddy stays. And I like the little homage they did to Chicago with the whole Johnny P's caddy. You know that was that was dope. All right, next one: Pusha T and Jay Z, neck and wrist. Uh, yeah, it stays. I, I say it stays. I mean, because you know, it, it, we gonna end up saying more stay, and we still gonna have to narrow it down. But I, I will say stay for now. All right, what you say, Zach? I guess it helps to not be unmuted. Definitely stays. <laughs> All right. All right. I was gonna put that one in the maybe pile. Really? Okay. Um, only because that track did not have the monumental, you know, cultural impact that I expected it to have. Like, oh, oh, you got Pusha T and Jay Z. Okay. You got the two, arguably the two best coke rappers in the game. Oh, what up, Jamil? Perfect timing. <laughs> can't hear you, Jamil. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. What's up, bro? I love, up, I love the Ramsey Lewis uh, homage, man. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. You know about that WNUA? <laughs> Believe I bumping, that. I was bumping Sun Goddess on the way back home from work today. Man. Straight Chicago. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay, Jamil, you came in just in time. I'm going to double back real quick, y'all, if y'all don't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going over, Jamil, I'm going over the collaborations of this year. I have 12. I'm trying to narrow it down to seven um, okay. for our superlative list for the end of the year. First track, The Game and Kanye West, easy. Does it stay or go? It can go. Okay. All right. No hesitation. I enjoyed it, but yeah, that, that yeah. I, I looked at the list. That one can go. I, I enjoyed it, but it, it, it stacked up against other tracks. That one can go. Okay, understood. Yeah, I, I just said it's a track nobody even thinks about anymore. You know, it was right. You know, it came out in January, made a little bit of noise, but it, yeah, it, it didn't really move the needle to me. All right, next one we got Benny the Butcher and J Cole with Johnny P's Caddy. That stays. All right, I think we all that's unanimous. Mm-hmm. Pusha T and Jay Z neck and wrist. This is the one you came in on. That could go. Yeah, I'm inclined to say to get rid of it only because, like I say, you you got two of the arguably of the best coke rappers in the game on one track. And it just like the track just didn't it didn't seem to have a big impact to me. Like there were there were other records from It's Almost Dry that to me had got way more traction. And were frankly better. Like this was as big a get as you could get. And it's not like the song was whack, but you hear Pusha with Pharrell and Jay, and knowing what you know Pharrell has done with Pusha and what Pharrell has done with Jay, I expected something different. Um, this is more drug dealer chic than than dope boy rap, and it was fine. But. I, yeah, I would expect more. Um, it left me, it left me wanting a little more out of that one. Understood. All right, the next one, the God Fahim and Yoro Drew, job well done. This is when I was debating. <laughs> I can't I wait to hear what Vince say about this one. Uh, 
Uh, you can boot that to me, but. <laughs> <that's just> me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like considering that the list is so lengthy for me that I want to go to. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. Like they did their job, but mm, he's Euro Drug is more. You're more. You're more of a fan of him than I am. Right. 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 But the oh. track was dope. This was no, man. This was some was. lyrical lounge music right here, man. This was this was buttery smooth, and you had dope rhymes to go with. And I love tapping into that lane. I love it, but we got to pick seven, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to pick seven. Right. <laughs> you could put it in the stay. I mean, in the maybe for now. Like it's gonna get figured out. Is there a maybe category? Or are we flipping the CD? <laughs> well, that's just because, like we we always create. It seems like we always create a maybe power because we don't want to be too bold to say. Right, we something. can't commit always immediately. Um, we all okay. can't be Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't wish that on nobody. <laughs> all right, next up we got Conway and Ti. Wow, chapters. I like that one. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. yeah, this track works for me, man. This was probably the most unexpected, but but the most biggest pleasant surprise song on this list for me. I never would have put these two MCs together, but they got on this track, they made it happen, you know, and, and they talked about wild stages in their life. And, and man, bro, I, w- I was with it, man. I'm here for this track. I, I say it stays. Yeah, this one could stay, although... I wouldn't have said that this was the most surprising for me. There was another track on this album that I found was a, a even more surprising collab. I'll, we could we could touch that once we finish the list. Okay, all right. Yeah, I just want to officially say that I like I like Uncle Ti. I like him. <laughs> Uncle, uh, uh, Uncle Indu- uh, indubitably. <laughs> yeah, I like Uncle Ti. You know, the Ti is like you know, I did I did all of that stuff. Like his his. Like his reflection rap is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Um, it ain't helping his son out right now, but uh, it, it's right. <laughs> oh no! I got other issues, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's messy. All right, next one we got Black Thought featuring Joey B and Russ with "Because." I did I like, like that one. I love it. It's hard not to like it. <laughs> I like two thirds of this one. You don't like <laughs> two thirds of it. I'm a, I'm a, I like this one. This track is hard to hate. Um, not I'm gonna put it in in the maybe pal because I don't. I, I I there's another Black Thought track on this list that I want to see how y'all feel about it. So we'll put that one in the maybe pal. All right, next up we got Logic. Featuring Royce the Five Nine with Ten Years, I did like that one. I like that one as well. I, I was, I was. This was another one that kind of pleasantly surprised me. I, I really, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that's true. I, it's it's messed up too to some degree because Lupe and, and Lupe and Mickey Fax have allowed me to see Royce in a in a different light. And then, like, now when he raps, it like that what they said in their little, you know, 
their, their so-called beef songs or whatever. Now, like, like they just it stays in my head when, whenever he raps. <laughs> so they they kind of they kind of took him down a couple pegs in your eyes. Well, no, because what he does is dope, but it's just like I can't, you know, like you just can't uh, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Like and and it's like it just shows it rears its ugly head every time he raps. Uh, he snapped on this ver- on this his verse on this though. Like he always does. He always I get does. what you're saying. I I do get what you're saying. He but like snaps. That's the sad. That's the part that's messed up because it's it's like it's almost like a it's a, a tarnish to me. But like he always snaps. Um, I legit don't even remember what they said. That he just it's like he's dope for no they, uh, effectively they say he's dope for no reason <laughs> <laughs> that's what they basically say like you dope for no reason you do all that that lyrical you know and it's like and you basically use something that's in in the re- relevant news wise to make fun of it and that's all you've ever offered your whole career and i can't unsee he, it now that he's now that they said like you know they they highlighted that he he said i ain't a hoodlum they arrest they ain't arrest or murder me yet why ain't a muslim jay elect ain't converted me yet the chain immaculate the plaque glisten the same as the jury the pain is practice just sit back because the ish came with the groupie the stainless mac 10 clip attachment fit the frame of this uzi i can't imagine it in the act of the ish to train this jacuzzi this ain't no acting, reenact the scripts. This ain't a real movie. This ain't no rapper switching to activist. The danger feel newbie. Hold up, diamonds got me seasick pursuing dreams, trying to steal the, trying to stop the street ish, exhuming kings. Imagine drinking three fifths to a human being. Like he snapped on this, man. Oh no, he always snaps, mm-hmm. man. Like I say, this stays, man. I say, yeah, I agree. Despite it's despite deep. the shortcomings of. Everybody's favorite guest, <laughs> <laughs> but even Logic snapped on it though. Yeah, yeah. he stepped his he stepped his yeah. game up. I, I say we keep it. All right, Thanks. next up we got Slick Rick and Lil Wayne, the root of all. Definitely like that one. Wow, I was I didn't. Hey, I, you how? Just because you said Slick Rick's name, man. Not not, not just because of that, but like. What I mean, did. that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, what they did was dope. It's always good to see an old cat still let you know that he got the chops, you know. And oh, Slick Rick ain't never lost it, ever, even as a showman. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, this one stays for me, if for no other reason, and that was just such an unexpected collab. Yeah. Oh, and it, it worked like gangbusters, man. Like yeah. hearing hearing Slick Rick on that primo beat, then getting Lil Wayne on that primo beat. And they both have such unique, recognizable voices. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was the the per, a perfect convergence of old school and new school, and and everything I like to see from hip hop and from you know artists when they collab. The new school embracing the old school, yeah. The old school embracing the new school. It's it's yeah. it's everything you can ask for. I say I say it stays. Yes, sir. Uh, next up, we got Remy Ma and Rhapsody with Remy Rap. Did you did you like that in? I loved it. Did I you, loved it. Whose part did you like more? <sighs> it's an easy, it's an easy answer. I gotta, I gotta go with Remy Ma, man. 
Yeah, Rhapsody almost kind of phoned it in for me. Like, it was still dope. Yeah. I feel like it's not that she phoned better. it in. It was just Remy Ma did such a good job. Maybe well, that's what it is. And the stuff she's saying is so disrespectful. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Like, I want more Remy, quite honestly. Um, hey man, that crack ain't gonna sell itself, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it do. <laughs> uh, like I, I love, I love what Remy does. But it seems sometimes Remy has like the opposite effect. She got the opposite thing going on that G Herbo has going on. <laughs> it's like she ends, she ends her verses late. <laughs> <laughs> like she can't count bars. Yeah, like G Herbo starts er, starts late and she ends. And she late. ends late. Yeah. And, um, but like what she says is dope. And like I love, I love their, I love the, um, I love the contrast of the aggressiveness, and then you got somebody silky smooth coming right behind it, like Rhapsody with her, with her uh, subtle power. The way that she raps, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she rap in North Carolina, which I can always yeah. get behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't, I, I don't, I can't say I like either ones better. I just like what I like what they did together. It's like they should do a, they should do a little album together. If you ask me, I think it would be. Oh, I, w- I would support crazy. that. But yeah, when was I'll the last time? That. When was the last time we got a true collaboration with between two dope female MCs? Just, just giving us a bar fest when was the last time we actually got that i mean we would get female collabs in the past but they were always very kitschy and radio friendly and girls night out anthems and stuff like that but when was the last time you saw something like this man i can't even remember has it ever been that i mean mixtape stuff but not yeah like has it ever like been rob digging bahamadia back in the rockets days but since then like yeah yeah exactly you know, I think you ain't dope. Anything that Total do anything or something? I'm trying to think if they did anything. I'm sure they did, you know. But it was like I said, it was for radio play, you know. Yeah, I think that would be dope, man. Just for the culture, man. Do like a like the Silk Sonic, of, you know, lady rappers, you know. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Okay, who so would y'all... you put in that tangent? I'm saying tangent. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't, I'm about to sound, it may sound crazy, but I wouldn't mind putting Megan Thee Stallion in there with him because she's not the worst rapper. I think, I think they would challenge her to, to really focus on her lyrics and not the antics, you know? I would put Rod Digg and Lotto up in there probably and leave it at that. I think I would like something like, I like what Vince is going with, with somebody like Megan. I would put Megan with um with uh, Sarah. Mm. Okay, because I mean, because honestly speaking, Meg, like for Q-Tip to give her the nod, I know he understood. Like it's the you know it's the whole package too, but like Q-Tip saw them cakes, man. I'm not buying this. <laughs> well, that too, no, but she, she, <laughs> like you know, Q-Tip a pervert, <laughs> yeah. right? But she can really spit though, like if and I know if if somebody yeah she can rap she can actually rap she yeah can if rap. somebody challenged her to just focus on her lyrics and not anything else, like if that that's what they was gonna do as like for the culture because I think she'd be down because she's 
she loves rapping too, but you know, she's gonna she gonna make her money and and promote herself right to become an icon. But like as far as just doing it for the culture for some straight rap, I think that she would be I think she would be extremely impressive. I think so. Especially like you say, you put her in her in the right environment, she could I think she could rise to the occasion. More so than some of her peers might. Yeah. Yeah. So do y'all say this track stays? I say it stays. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, we got Black Thought featuring ASAP Rocky and Run the Jewels with the track Strangers. Oh, I'm sorry. Backtrack real quick. In my notes for the Remy and, and Rhapsody track, in my notes, I literally have scribbled down, Jamil hates black women. (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> unsubstantiated rumors <laughs> all right all right but moving on, moving on we got we got black thought featuring asap rocky and running jewels with their track strangers <clears throat> i'd say maybe pile all i know is the wi-fi broke to the wi-fi <laughs> I don't know how anyone in good conscience could vote against this track being included. I think this track is better. The Wi-Fi broke. That's why. (laughs) I I I think this track is better than the Because track. By far. Yeah, yeah. By far, this one, this one stays. I just like messing with Ian because he liked the A-Side Rocky verse so much. I do. I do. And (laughs) the Wi-Fi broke. Rocky made a mistake though. (laughs) Hey man, he he did so much other stuff right. I, I I forgive him. And, and Killer Mike and LP more than make up for it. My goodness, LP brought it. Yeah, LP kind of stuff. I mean, all three of them did, but but LP brought it. Yeah, this one yeah, stays. stays. No brainer. All right, next up, I got JID featuring Yasin Bay with Stars. I'd like for that to stay. I like this one a lot. It doesn't feel like a collab to me. It felt like two different songs. That's because the beat changed up. But, and there was no actual like conversion between the two. Not only did the beat change, but like Yasin came in on that other beat and, you know, J.I.D. didn't rap on it. It, it. it felt like a different track, like an interlude in between tracks. To me. It was dope, but I'm like, is it really a collab or did he just send you a verse? Yeah, I like you mm-hmm. said, it, it, it stays for me because it doesn't feel like J.I.D at any point ever thought that this is this is Yasin Bay on my track you know he just like he he felt he treated him like a peer when it came to like the way he wrote mm. like like it's two peers right you know doing a song together it wasn't like a man I can't believe Yasin Bay is on my track you know right he wasn't starstruck yeah, I, I, I like the track. This is the type of song that I was hoping to get on the Black Star album. <laughs> <laughs> but of course we didn't get that. I I could I, I mean yeah, I could I could take it or leave it. The track the track was I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, but it didn't blow me away like some of the other songs on this list. So I could take it or leave it. But yeah, I, it feels like y'all y'all saying it should stay. A whole lot saying. <laughs> we up to seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I knew we had to. Yeah, do we have seven yet? We have. We have that. That would make seven exactly. And 
but we I'm have one more. Maybe for me then. All right, that's a maybe for you. Yeah, it's a it's a maybe for me, a maybe slash no, because of this next track, the last track I wanted to debate, Black Thought featuring MF Doom, Believes. Now that I liked. The album stays. Yeah, yeah I yeah. say this one stays. This 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 might be the last track we got from MF Doom. You know what I mean? And it was if if the, if it is the last track we get from MF Doom, boy, what a track! Like, boy, like the beat, everything about it just came together. Great man, like yes, very cohesive. Yeah, I, I love this track. So, looks like we're giving the boot to JID and Yasin Bay with stars. Looks like we're giving a boot to Because with Black Thought, Russ, and Joy B. And we're giving a boot to The Game and Kanye with Easy. And we're giving a boot to Pusha T and Jay-Z, Neck and Wrist. So I, I can live with that. I can live with that. I, I think with these seven tracks we got left, I think, I think, um, yeah, I, I could definitely go with this, with this list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Any omissions that I forgot? Got a couple of them. Oh, please share. Um, Corday and Lil Wayne. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, Sinister. Corday and Lil Wayne. Sinister. I don't even remember that track. That was way, way earlier this year, like February or so, when that album dropped. Yeah, Lil Wayne went crazy on that song. Yeah, Lil Wayne been going crazy lately. Period. Like the last two years, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also got Pusha T and Malice. Not no Malice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if this was this year or not for some reason. Was that Life of the Party on Donda or Donda 2? That was on the first Donda. That was that was last that year. That was last year. Okay. It just they got pushed late then. Yeah. So scratch that. Um, I got Toby and Wee. I can never say his name. With that dude with the mint green videos all the time. Mint <laughs> green. <laughs> um, whole whole family look like some scallions. Uh, Toby and um and Chameleonaire. He's got a nap. Yeah, that was this year. That was on uh, Moments, the, his his latest album. I found he has a knack for getting the best out of MCs that are just kind of eh. And Chameleonaire was always he was just a, a one hit wonder, except for you know he was known in Houston, but as far as nationally, it was just riding dirty. That's all we knew about. Dude could rap, and he he dropped a fire verse on that song. And mentions being a one-hit wonder, like as part of the verse, which, which I thought was dope. Um, and last but not least, this was the one that I said might have been uh, rivaling, or at least more surprising, than the Conway Ti, and that's the Conway and Jill Scott. I think that one mm. definitely should have been on this list. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, man. I, I didn't even think about that one because she did rap on it, didn't she? She rapped on it, and she rapped her butt off on it too. I mean, she sang a little bit too, but it. I was here for it. Yeah, get old Jill Scott, man. Is, it, is there anything that woman can't do? Listen, when she said, 
Wake me up. Okay. Jamil <laughs> <laughs> said, I can do that. <laughs> I, I got elbows. I wake you up. <laughs> nah, I just thought um, th- those are, that's not a collab that I would have expected. And even less so expecting to hear her rap. And it was, yeah, it was more like a poem, but I, it worked. And that's kind of, it kind of gave me, a, uh, reminded me of the Mary J. Meth kind of a vibe, even though Mary didn't rap, but she still had like a street kind of presence. I was kind of getting them kind of vibes from it. So I, I yeah, that was, a, that was an impressive collab for me. Yeah, that, that one surprised me. I, I forgot about it. You're right. I did. I did forget about it. So, yeah, maybe you might see some of these tracks that were just mentioned pop up on the list in the in the in the future and uh yeah we'll figure it out but this year man this year's it's kind of over delivered on the collaborators you know like i i keep in mind this is still only september so who knows what we're going to get over the next three to four months but uh man so far so good on, on collaborations hip hop is in such a good place it is it's very diverse you know yes it, there's something for everybody and we we got to give a we got to give old homage to Trouble and uh oh indeed yeah Officer mm. Ride a Kid what's the song Soul Food yeah yeah that's a good one too you gotta throw that in there man that's the last time I really heard him and that's like the first time I was introduced to him you know there's um, some people from the South man that got the South draw that uh they man they really dope man it's like it's more than just a it's more than just the accent you know right i kind of like that though like i like no, i love it i love hearing it. somebody's authentic voice so when somebody rap with an accent like that's dope to me and then, and then when they got something to say like d1 is that way like you hear that new orleans accent all through his music and he's dope currency is kind of like that too yeah I, that's what I love about it because, like, a lot of times I know the stigma was that, you know, that accent meant that it was a, you know, slow. It, just, it wasn't as much intelligence involved with the rapping. But right. Man, I love hearing, like, intelligent rap come from that southern drawl, man. I love it. Yeah. It's something it, about a, a southern accent specifically black southern accent that says wisdom to me and i'm sure that's just because you know most of our you know the elders of the family have come from the south so that's that at least in my brain that's where i attach it yeah i make that connection too you know i do make that connection too like i'm listening to an uncle you know what i'm saying speaking yeah yeah when i listen to like trade the truth you know right yeah. right like oh man i'm in vicksburg mississippi right now talking to my uncle you know yeah 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 i I told i totally know what you're getting at but let's move right along man um to our album face off for the night man and this album face off man i decided to put against each other projects where it featured one mc and one producer teaming up for a little one-off project both of these guys are uh the mcs that is are kind of like speed battle rappers a little bit <clears throat> so their their styles are kind of comparable and uh 
they're dope, man. They're dope. So for tonight's album face-off, man, I put the album No Question by Locksmith and Apollo Brown up against the album Afro Polo by Afro and Marco Polo. And in the corner with the locksmith and Apollo Brown, um, this was their first and only project together, but it was Locksmith's fifth studio album at the time. Um, it was released June 15th, 2018 on Mellow Music Records and it clocks in at eight tracks in 23 minutes. So it's kind of more of an EP. It's kind of more of an EP than an LP. And it was, of course, produced entirely by Apollo Brown. And then in the other corner with the Afro Polo, we've got uh, this was his Afro's debut project released uh, July 15th, 2016 on Duck Down Records. And of course, produced entirely by Marco Polo. And it clocks in at eight tracks in 24 minutes. So very comparable in, in length as well. So I give it up to you all between these two projects. No question. And Afro Polo. Which one of these albums were y'all feeling more and why? I'll go ahead and go. Um, I know I'll be hitting y'all with the pump fake all the time. I'm not going to do that this week, though. <laughs> I uh, Dribble, dribble, dribble. All right. <laughs> I enjoy both of these. I, actually, this is a really, really good matchup with both being short albums. Um. The uh, it's hard. It's hard to beat. <laughs> it's hard to beat Apollo Brown. Um, the thing about battle rappers that I've learned too is that a lot of times they can't. They don't make good songs. Like they just rapidly, rapidly rap. But Apollo Brown kind of made that really easy. I think for Locksmith, just with the soulfulness of his tracks, it allowed for him to um, kind of spread his wings creatively and, and emote a little bit more. And, be a little bit vulnerable and not just the, the super lyrical stuff that you get, which I appreciate. I always like some introspection um, from an artist. And you didn't get so much of that from Afro. Um, Afro is just, yo, know, kicking the door, kind of bully rap for the for the most part. You got a little bit of the, uh, the introspection, but I gotta go with the Afro. Um, the, the Afro Polo on this, I enjoy them both, but I like I like the aggressiveness of the Afro Polo project. Um, Locksmith was cool, and that that's that that was a much more chill vibe. And maybe if I was in the mood for that, I would potentially lean more towards it. But uh, we've gotten quite a bit of like somber and. For lack of a, a better word, emo hip hop this year. It's like some of the bigger projects. I think Kendrick or Lupe. Yeah, I was, I was, I was definitely here for the uh, for the Afro Polo drink this this time. But both are dope, dope projects. And Apollo Brown don't miss, bro. Like I don't care who you put him with. No, he don't. He don't. All right. So you giving it up to the Afro Polo? All right. Zach, Vince, when y'all want to take it? I, I'll take it next. I'm going, no question. Um, they both hit hard, so I'm definitely going I've been bumping them out the Traverse. Can't, I, I can't say out the subs. <laughs> no the traverse. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> hey, I feel you. One, one day. 
right? Right? <laughs> MV6. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that one? That's right. Uh, let me go that to the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was advice to my younger self. That yeah, spoke yeah. volumes to me. Like being able to go back and pimp smack your younger self decisions made like look this so that that the 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 album itself was just it just hit hard and i loved every track but the thing that just nailed it was that one advice to my younger self Mm -hmm. um that was an ill concept of a song i'm glad you brought that up man it, it just spoke volumes you know um afro polo was nice i did enjoy it that hit hard as well i liked uh the layer of the black worm that was decent and i, I like yeah. the intro you know what i'm saying like yeah, the I, intro I, comes in hard yeah i was like man this this is i'm thinking because at first i was like right, i'm going with afro polo and then you know that, that was the first album and then the second one when, when i got to that one no question i was like well that does that <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so all right so zach you riding with the uh with no question yes sir yes sir all right understood understood all right, Vince, I give it up to you. Um, I want to do this a little different. What do you think I picked, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> if I had to just gun to my head, I think you're leaning toward the locksmith. <laughs> All right, so let me let me go let me go through it then. Um, you had one album. That was consistently impressive. You had another album that had two songs that were the most impressive. Mm. So you had once you had one. Okay, one album was like like two blips on a you know like a heartbeat heartbeat scanner to me that was just like impactful, and then another one that was just like it was just hitting for me, but it was consistently the same. That that was the locksmith. Locksmith was basically pretty much the same every song, but it's, he was he was impressive every song. Um, Afro, I had to figure out what was going on for a second, because um, <laughs> it was just like, I, I mean, but you can't you can't deny how how oddly dope or awkwardly dope it was because when you do some Count Dracula stuff. And make it cool, like that was impressive to me. I rip it, I die, I die, I rip. You know that. that, that. Yeah, that was uh, the Pharaoh Mons joint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was just like okay. And then like, cause when I had to first get with his style, it was kind of like I, it just felt like obscure. But it started. I started to hone in on what he was doing as as the songs went by and then unfortunately it was just so short it was over that quick i'm like wait man i'm just getting into it you know i'm starting to enjoy it now now what i like about this is that you actually have two battles going on at one time because you got you if you think about the producers too yeah they even out like the production to me was evenly dope yeah, yeah, they, you know, they, 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 yeah, they stay true to. They definitely stay true to what they are. Like, you know, when you when you hear Apollo Brown, every single song that was definitely Apollo Brown. Um, <laughs> like, it, 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 
it, it was man it was I enjoyed it man I can really say that earlier part of the day my work work you know working and it was only eight songs for both so it was just like it went fast uh locksmith is like the first black man that's 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for he, he, he spits wisdom without being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> mm. Like he, there's no, there's no traces of conspiracy in there. He just, he's just spitting. He's just eloquent. Yeah, just expressing himself. Yeah, he's eloquently giving, giving you knowledge. And but it, you know, but it's, it, it does get to a point where it has a, a level of monotony there. But it's like you still tuned in because. The way he does what he does is dope. But even his hooks on the songs were pretty much the same too. If you really look into it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will go with the consistently impressive than uh, like because um, I feel like Afro, it was two songs on his album that were more impressive than what um, Locksmith did. But Locksmith was consistent throughout, so I chose the album. I chose Locksmith, uh, No Questions album. Oh, okay, all right. But but oh, what were the two songs on the on the Afro Polo that impressed you? I'm kind of forgetting the names. I think it was was it Swarm? Probably Swarm. And Swarm, and I want to say Use These Blues. But I, I would have to like I was here, you know, I had my Bluetooth on, so I was like thirty feet away from my phone as I was working. Oh, so okay, okay. Like trying to run back to hit to see the see the song titles, but like if I were to listen to them right now, I could tell you instantly. Um, but it was two where it was just like, oh, okay, this is okay. This is what I live for. Especially since he, I started to figure out what he was doing. Cause at first it was just like so obscure to me. I was trying to figure out like like his style. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So you riding with the locksmith and Apollo Brown. All right. So, uh, man, for myself, man, like 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 I, I obviously I, I picked these two albums because I, I love both of them. I, I think they're very comparable in terms of like style. You know, at Apollo Brown and Marco Polo been putting in work for years. They're both very underrated producers. And interesting fact about Afro, Homie is really young. He was born in 1997. What? Wow. Yeah, so he was he was 19 when he dropped this project. So, um, and I didn't know much about him when it dropped other than he was uh, discovered by R.A. the Rugged Man and that's kind of like his mentor in the game right now. Whereas I was already well familiar with, with Locksmith, but I, I enjoy both of these albums. You know, as far as the Afro Polo, man, dude, that 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 dude can get off, man. That 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 dude's a prodigy. Like, listen to him restore my faith in the younger generation mm-hmm. as far as hip hop goes. Cause he's got he's a great lyricist, you know, he's and he's got tracks where he's just blacking out. And when he finds when he as he ages and finds more stuff to rap about, this dude's gonna be a problem. And Locksmith, great lyricist, underrated MC. I like his raspy delivery. He he he's he's been dope for years too. And Apollo Brown can make any MC sound good. 
so I thought putting those two together was a match made in heaven. And you know, Marco Polo can be a little inconsistent at times, but overall, he's he's a pretty dope producer too. I so I love both of these, but I got to give the edge to the Afro Polo. Um, hmm. it felt to me, and the reason I say this, it felt to me that Marco Polo and Afro had slightly more chemistry together on this out al- on their album than the other project than the locksmith and apollo brown and it felt that they it felt like they even challenged each other a little bit more you know marco polo was doing some change-ups in the beats here and there afro was doing some change up in his flows and it felt that it felt they that they were following each other's lead and it felt like marco polo was challenging afro and it felt like afro was actually challenging marco polo and they would they would both kind of rise to the occasion on these tracks and answer the call which to me resulted in a uh sound like some chalkboard sounds going on But so, but but to me, that sounded like it, it, it resulted in a more rewarding listen, you know. And we got a actual real verse from Pharaoh Munch, who was the only guest MC on the Afro Polo. And like MCs kind of do this thing where they they'll invite Pharaoh Munch on their album, and then they only have him do a hook. So I appreciated that we actually got a verse from Pharaoh Munch, the the locksmith and, and Apollo Brown. The two of them, man, they, they've been so good at what they do for so long. It felt as if they were kind of coasting a little bit on this project. But coasting for those two is still impressive. Um, You know, Apollo Brown did what Apollo Brown does. Locke did what he does. And in the end, even without much effort, you still end up with a pretty above average project. But for the for the for that, their album, everything after litmus kind of sounded the same it kind of all kind of blended together you know kind of like they were coasting i mean you could put locksmith in the studio and just have him rhyming over the the most stripped down basic break beats and he'll still deliver you awesome rhymes and apollo brown in a vacuum he's always going to give you great consistent beats but there was never a moment on no question that made me go Oh man, they caught they caught lightning in a bottle with this track. You know, it was it was with the exception of maybe advice to my younger self. I think that's the track that worked the best on there. But for the you know overall, it felt like they were kind of coasting. Why? Whereas what, what I felt with the Marco Polo and the Afro, I felt like they just kind of challenged each other a little more. And I think Marco brought something out of Afro we wouldn't have otherwise got. And I think Afro brought something out of Marco Polo we wouldn't have otherwise got. And you really hear it on tracks like Layer of the Black Worm and, and Sunshine and Flowers, you know, where he's rapping to the, you know, the trifling chick or whatever. And, um, you know, tracks like Use These Blues and Swarm, you know, those were just, you know, very rewarding listens. Yeah, so for that, I, I'll, I'll give the edge to I, I'm gonna give the edge to the to the Afro Polo. You explained it well too, man. Cause mm-hmm. you're, right, you're right. Cause honestly, like I don't know how they got these albums out, but it does seem like Marco Polo and Afro actually constructed every song together at the same time. Like, right. And it seems like Locksmith. Like I said, the way he, you know, he's very consistent in what he does. 
but he's very predictable too in the terms of his his cadence and rhyme style that he just might have just chose a beat from Apollo. You know what I'm saying? Like those beats yeah, he probably got made. Like, a, like they weren't uh, made uh, for uh, him. They were just made all they were just made and he chose that for that song. I bet yeah. that's what happened. He got like a, a hard drive of beats or something. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to Afro and Marco Polo is like, hey, let's construct this together. Right, right. You know. And you know, and like I said, you still end up with a really good project. But yeah. I feel that like from what I've heard from Locksmith in the past, what I've heard from Apollo Brown in the past, I, I felt that they were kind of coasting a, just a, a little bit, just a little bit. You know, of course, Locksmith had more gems and wisdom and overall substance, you know. Um, He's older. I, He's got more, you know, life experience. So he got more to draw from. Right. Right. So there's that. So, you know, and then even a track where he was, you know, rapping about his exploration into religion. You know, that really struck a chord, you know, so. Yeah, he had had a particular bar. I was like, um. Of course it struck a chord. It was a couple of bars. It was a couple of bars. (laughs) Yeah, he gave about. It was like four bars. Yeah, he (laughs) gave about four. But I I still felt the the uh, the Afro just had more memorable moments. Like, like what track was it? Was it? I think it was Swarm where he was like, um. What'd he say? Hold on. We said Scrabble faster, laughter, axe a rapper, snap a track, and apple, apple, nasty, had an Adam's apple, half a Nereal. Eerie tackle, shackle, factual, pack a jack, and lack of sack and stack and jackals. Afro is the head of rap hysteria. He said, they say I'm gibberish. I did it on purpose. Lifted the innocence from the virgin who went to the churches. Like, he just. This is some like vintage Eminem stuff right here. Yeah. Once I was Mm -hmm. able to hone in on it, I'm like, okay. Because at first it just felt like some uh, she sells seashells by the seashore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Once I was able to hone in, I'm like, okay, yeah, this I'm I'm starting to enjoy this. Because I I had never listened to him. So when I got it was it was all new to me. And I'm like, you know, I just had to, you know, just had to like hone in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you once you see like he's actually rapping about something, it's like it's like okay, this is <laughs> this is this is pretty dope, you know. Like how you a hoe when you got a daughter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's where I stand with it. That's where I stand with it. So, all right, let's go ahead and cap off this episode like we do with every episode with another segment of what you're bumping. I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. So, Vince, man, what you been bumping? You ain't been on the show in a minute, man. I know, I know you've been bumping oh, man, some. Throughout that whole time? Uh, yeah, I've barely been listening to music for like the the last... Well, I, it's, it's been a solid month since I've really been back around, I guess. You know, handling all that family stuff and, you know. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, like those three weeks, I wasn't really listening to music heavy. 
But this last week, I've been listening to Coast Contra like crazy. I just been going through what they got. Cause you know they just recently put a dropped another freestyle. Um, hey man, <laughs> have, you, have y'all heard? Yes, oh. yes, they did it off scenario. Yes. Oh my. I meal deals. I meal deals. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, it's crazy. Um, did you guys know that that other freestyle they did that made them basically put them on the map? Was actually just a song that they that they made it seem like it was a freestyle. Yeah, yeah, I did. But they just put. Mm. You could tell by what you know what was being said. There, there was no way that was off the top. No, no, no. But you know, because you know, I'm talking about like, you know how, because they didn't change the name of what a freestyle is now. It's just like you get on the radio and rap. Right. But it wasn't actually on any real radio station. It was just like there was. They yeah, just, they were just sitting around. Yeah, yeah, like it was, and that, and that's kind of dope as a concept. I, I think so. They were actually on the station. Then I found out, I'm like, oh, that's crazy, man. That's a good idea. Yeah. Man, they so cold, man. They like, that Them boy. They, they are also, they also the reason I have faith in this generation. Yeah, they are part of that. But I've been listening to that Apartment 505, man. Like, I can't stop listening to it right now for some reason. It's just. It's everything right with, with hip hop, man. They they really they really embody a bunch of generations of uh, a different decades all blended into one. Yeah, I just been listening to them, man. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I dig it. All right, Zach, man, what you been listening to? What you been bumping? I should say. Just taking notes here. That was Coast Contra, right? Yeah. I appreciate that. I had to make sure I do. Yeah. So I've been getting uh, my my middle child is is getting into hip hop and, and and she's into like the Korean. I guess you can call it hip hop. Uh, you know the Korean culture and where you know they get a lot of their stuff from. So. Um, I'm just, I'm bumping uh, into the uh, was it the 36 chambers, so uh-huh. yeah so 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 I'm I'm schooling the, the the youngins on you know different tracks and and Wu Tang and 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 like has it's like 35 different rappers all in one group and and you know we got well you got RZA you got Ghostface Killer Inspector Deck you know so I'm you know I'm that's what I'm bumping right now and I'm I'm kind of schooling the, the young bloods on on what you know how or where these folks get get this from you know what i'm saying so so yeah that's what i'm on right now into the wu-tang <laughs> yeah put her on man put her on yes sir put, that, put on that cuban links liquid sores all of that yes sir yes sir that cream if they do a terrible live show though so i don't really rock with wu-tang like that what? That's not what we just heard. <laughs> That's not what we just heard. <laughs> this nigga trolling. He was he was supposed to be there, but he wasn't. <laughs> oh, that, that just reminds me. I've been. Hey man, I had to go to a Trump rally. <laughs> hey, I know where all the Trump rallies are. Man, you weren't there. You made it out of there without getting lynched. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might have been there for business. <laughs> I was selling crystal meth in a parking lot. 
method? No. <laughs> <laughs> Much cheaper. Right. Oh, I heard nothing but good things about this tour. I'm still heartbroken about that. You should have been there, bro. You should have been there. Man, look. I couldn't even, I was going to buy some, some killer coffee. I couldn't even pull the plug on it. Like, I'm not ready. It hurts too much. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Uh, but what you been bumping, Jamil? Um, it's been on, like, some, some chill, relaxed stuff. So I was listening to that um, People's Instinctive Travels and the whole Guru Jasmine's series and the whole Robert Glasper uh, Black Radio series. Oh, wow. Need some chill time in the house, so just a lot of lot of jazzy hip hop vibes. That's about all I've been on. Unpopular opinion: Guru's Jasmine has three, in my opinion, might be my favorite one. I don't disagree. There's a, there's an argument to be made for that. People crapped on that album when it came out. I'm like, man, what are y'all listening to? This is dope. <laughs> I need to listen to those tomorrow for work. Yeah, the first oh, the, yeah. Fir- the first one was was really dope. The first one was dope. The second one, I barely remember it, anything it, from. It was a low. From the second one, but then that third one came out. I was like, "This is kind of fire!" Like, yeah, it's definitely worth listening to the whole thing. You know, but um, for myself, I have just been bumping uh, Flea Lord, Loyalty and Trust. Also, Flea Lords, give me my flowers. I was bumping Bodie James. Here's the album he did a couple years ago called Real Bad Bodie. The album, it, it was the first project he did with Real Bad Man. Um, I don't like it as much as I liked uh, Killing Nothing, but it's still a pretty, pretty solid release. I've also been bumping the Rant New Ransom album, Pain and Glory. I, I, I could barely get through it, man. Like, it's, it's 18 tracks, it's a very long album. And I just got to be in a mood to listen to Ransom. Um, I was also bumping the new Mystic. Uh, she dropped the album this year called Dreaming in Cursive, The Girl Who Loves Sparklers. And I'm halfway through it and so far so good. It's a very long title. Though. What does she think? I mean, her last one had a long title. <clears throat> it, yeah, yeah. I think that's just her thing. It must be. Yeah, Dreaming in Cursive, The Girl Who Loves Sparklers. Like... Um, I'll check that out. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. And it was something else I was bumping. What was it? Oh, the Quelle Chris, Death Fame. Um keep revisiting that album. That's a that's a slept on one from this year. Like I know Quelle Chris ain't everybody's cup of tea, but you know, he, he scratches a certain itch for me. But uh kind of missed me. I like I remember when it dropped, but I never actually listened to it. Mm, check it out. I think you would dig it. Yeah, right. I think you would dig it. Did you did you ever check out the Billy Woods? Still like I, every time I <laughs> every time I get ready to do it, it's something distract me. Um that's I will have that done by next week though. Yeah, yeah, Zach, I think you would like the Billy Woods too, uh the Ethiopis album. Yeah, I'm right. I wrote them all down. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you would that's that's kinda right up your corner. Much appreciated. Right? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh Jamil, album anniversaries. Any 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 album anniversaries that we didn't hit this week? See what had happened was 
Um, yeah, I didn't do it. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was about to come up with a funny story as to why it didn't happen. I just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you, 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 you sound like you haven't been shopping at Oso Medicinal. Like, you're getting forgetful. Uh, <laughs> Oso Medicinal is an online apothecary where you can find teas, tinctures, balms, salves, sea moss gels, and a lot of just really cool health, organic health and wellness products. It is black owned, it is Chicago based, and it is a very cool online apothecary. Please, please visit them, support them, and uh, and buy their products. So, yeah, yeah. Also, too, uh, not next week, but the week after next we will hit a milestone on the show, on the podcast. We will hit our 200th episode. Wow. Um, so we're going to do a special mailbag question extravaganza for that whole episode. Um, well, we'll answer them, but mailbag questions. Um, if you fellas got any ideas you want to shoot my way, I'm all ears. Just, just shoot me a text or whatever. Uh, and we're going to do a very dope and what i hope to be a very contentious album face off for that episode as well also thanks to the efforts of my trusty co-host jamil in preparation for the 200 episode, to all the listeners out there if you would like to call in leave a message tell us how and why how like how and why you like the show uh, what we could be doing different, what topics you would like to hear us sound off on. Um, you can call us at the number 312-798-9566 and leave a message. And we would like to get some messages that we can actually uh, play on the podcast uh, when we do our 200 uh, episode special. So again, that number is 312 798 nine five six six and you can also email us at vibes and stuff at g i'm sorry vibes and stuff pod at gmail.com so vibes completely spelled out a n d s t u f f p o d at gmail.com so also uh the, the number that ian read off you guys can leave voice messages or you can text um thing is though if you shoot a text we don't get to hear your voice so if you if you send us a, a voice message we'll be able to get you on that show we really do i uh, want to hear from you all i don't, I don't want to speak for uh for ian but y'all really are, are what make the show um big time you know if, if, if there's no audience then we're just kind of speaking into the air so i want to give you all the opportunity to uh you know get get, get your shine on as well Indeed, indeed. I couldn't have put it better myself, man. So um, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do it big for the 200th episode. And we hope to see and 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 hear from, from you know, our, our, our listeners, man. It, it, it always makes everything worth it to, to get those uh, those messages of, of appreciation. So with and that. Hey, I'm here for that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're here for all the smoke. Because the clap back is serious. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day for for a big show, man. We all need to meet up together and do an actual live show, man. That would be dope. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, originally that's how I kind of wanted the show to be, you know. Before I ever got everything kind of, you know, everything started coalescing. But you know, 
niggas started moving different spots and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, the Rona too, the Rona too would have eventually put a stop to that, you know, but, you know, I was glad we was able to, to, to find something that worked, you know, but, um, but yeah, man, there you have it. That is the show. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you as always for carving out some time away from your families to hop on the show and and give your input. So before we go, one last. Oh, go thing. ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, because I because I, I was uh, I knew I was slipping and I figured that was something I missed. There is one album anniversary that I would be remiss not to mention. Celebrating 15 years this week. Uh, shout out to Jason, Kanye West graduation. Whoa! Okay, okay. Shout out to Jason. <laughs> I would have. That would have been a. That would have been a bad one to miss. Okay. Yeah. Most definitely. Fifteen years for graduation. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I uh, also celebrated fifteen years as whatever the name of that Fifty Cent album was that nobody actually listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 50 got Ja Rule by Kanye. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So, yeah, shout out to those albums as well. Shout out to y'all, gentlemen. And with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu and I'm going to say peace. We'll be back next week as well. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Get wild when I rip the freestyle. Niggas